me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And uh, this is our uh, review. We're going to call this the uh, mid-season review. Uh, sorry, the mid-season uh, premiere. premiere of Lucifer, uh, which is Lucifer season three, episode ten, City of Angels. That is using uh, or is it episode ev- eleven? I, I don't. Um, I think it was ten, uh, but I'll look it up. Hey, but in yeah. any case, that is every term you could have thought of being used very, very, very loosely. Yeah, which apparently is off again for three more weeks. That sounds right. That sounds incredible. People on TV time were freaking out. It was pretty funny. I was like, yay, three more weeks. Yeah, well, the (laughs) the problem was they actually didn't, they didn't say that. They said, I mean, even as of a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, we're going to do a couple episodes. No, they didn't. They just, I don't know what they had going on on Fox that night that they felt could compete with national championship related football, but they were like, no, we're just going to throw this out there. So they tried. It was it was a very throwaway episode of of Lucifer. It was. I I was. It, by the way, it was three eleven. Three eleven. Yeah. Uh, right now it's listed as episode three twelve. High school poppycock. Not until January twenty second. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good lord. Um. I, I was. I really kind of wanted to just record this episode and be like, all right, this is the review of this episode of Lucifer. That's. You know what? Tell you what. We decided we were just going to do premieres and finales, and this is neither. So if you want a, an actual review, give us a real episode and just end it. Just throw uh-huh. on the outro music. Yeah. Well. Instead, we got this flashback thing that could fit in anywhere, I guess. I'm not I'm not going to lie and say it was not enjoyable. No, it's, it's not the point. The point is that with our premise, it was like, well, let's come back to the season. And instead of, let's come back to the season, we got, here's a thing we could have shown you any time. Like I feel like we should just skip this episode yeah. and gone and waited until the twenty second. But we've done it now, and we're not going back for that. <laughs> so you're gonna have to wait until May to hear us talk about Lucifer again. If for God's sake you actually want to hear us bitch about it, yeah, that's right. Um, but I don't know. I I'm almost happier that they that we did this. I mean, Amina Deal was fantastic in this episode. Of course, he always is. And 
Where can I find this Mr. O'Lantern? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed everything about that. Oh my gosh, just, uh, can you value, what's the value of the necklace? Well, it's hard to say. It's not of this earth, so there's that. (laughs) (laughs) What does he end up calling it? Something invaluable? I don't remember. Yeah, something, (laughs) yeah, something like that. And she's like, yeah, so I'm going to mark that down as about $40. Right, right. Yeah, that was great. That was um, that was pretty great. Actually, the thing that made me laugh the most was um, the ridiculous montage music that's become such cliche montage music in like the American mind that I'm pretty sure they used in an episode of South Park to make fun of montages. Uh huh. And yeah, a lot of the looks on on Amenadel's face as he's like trying to pretend to strain in a gym, which is by the way extremely believable for a man of his build to be looking at a, a piece of gym equipment and trying to pretend this is a problem. Uh-huh. Um, yes, that made me laugh a lot. Ba- basically, that entire scene made me laugh a lot. Yeah, the chicken made me laugh. The, oh, the ch- <laughs> the part where he fries, tries to freeze it? No cheating, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, there really I, was I love when... stuff. I hate, to, I, I hate to gripe about it as much. It's just that, like, you don't call this a premiere and give me this. That's the main gripe, and then after yeah. that, I feel like it's like, okay, let me put that in the pocket, and we'll talk about how it was still kind of an okay episode. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed flashing back to see those two. I didn't care about Chloe's crap at all. I didn't care about Dan. I didn't care about the origin of Taco Tuesday. I mean, I caught it, but um, or, eh, what do you? I mean, it's Taco Tuesday. Who cares? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Who care. Um, yeah, that was okay. It was nice to see she has an origin. Actually, if anything, it was nice to see um, Charlotte kind of before. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. And I'll tell you something that that struck me, and this sounds crazy, but did you see the paintings in the background of her office? Yeah, they were apples, right? Pomegranates. Oh, pomegranates, okay. Which is traditionally associated with gods. I don't know if they're Greek or Roman. I don't know or care enough about that. Someone please tell me if you want to. But it has an association to uh, mythological gods. And it's also lined up as the one, two, three of kind of a, a, a slot machine. Uh-huh. And it's one full pomegranate, one full pomegranate, and then half a pomegranate that hasn't quite made it up the slider, which means you didn't win. So uh-huh. I kind of wondered if that's like this, you know, metaphorical painting in the background that's basically like almost a god. Yeah. That's interesting. Possibly a thing I actually picked up on. Possibly a thing I got bored and invented. <laughs> you asked me to take Look odds on those. I don't know. Analyzing the missing scene. <sighs> I don't know if that's real or not, but still. Now, now what it did like. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. I hope it is. I hope it is. But what I really loved was the look on Lucifer's face. And to give the show credit, where we don't always give it credit, there is like a moment in almost every episode where I want to say, the look on Tom Ellis's face during this scene. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's a good actor. I, it's never been his fault that we've been bored with the show at times. Oh no! I, I, if if someone asked me, uh, "Hey man, uh, what do you want to do with Tom Ellis?" The first thing I I wouldn't even think about it. I'd say the Joker. <laughs> Actually, I might just say Lucifer. I'd just say, "Let me do it differently." Yeah, no, I'm 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 good with the Joker. Like I I don't cancel Lucifer, do Joker. I think I yeah, <laughs> I think you can do a good one. Um, but the the look on his face when like Amenadil so flippantly refers to him as evil. Uh-huh. And he gets so offended by the concept. And like it does it it is a great story arc. And by the way, if you had put this episode 
where I think it was supposed to be, which is like just after or before the episode where Aminadil's necklace becomes a huge deal. Uh-huh. I, I it probably would have been, you know, kind of a waste of our time um in moving the story forward, but at the time, maybe a really neat look back at hey, what are the things that are important to these people? And like you do get some really cool things. Um like Aminadil's necklace is so important to him that he makes a, you know, a blank check deal with his brother. Uh-huh. That would have been cool around that time. Um, the blank check deal with his uh, blank check deal with his brother is leave me alone. Oh, I know God's going to be mad. Tell him to come to me and complain if he wants to. Also a cool mm-hmm. scene. Uh, and then like May's standing behind Lucifer with the demon blades and uh-huh. ripping off, and like you can see the anguish on her face as she's cutting off his blade, like his wings. Yeah, that was solid. That was solid. I, I, I that was all. Like if you'd put this, I think in the context of last season would have been a much more powerful episode, but by itself still really cool moments. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved May's kind of like being amazed uh, uh, sorry at the possibility of, um, Oh, there are so many different ways I can torture up here. Cause I don't just have to use guilt, which again, going back to the end of last season, or I'm sorry, uh, going back to like what we see now is like a nice tie in about how like, it's the guilt that keeps you there. Like all that stuff with the, mm-hmm. What we're what we're in agreement, I think, is the best episode ever of Lucifer, right? Yeah. Um, like going back to like the guilt there, that would have been so nice to see how like all you could use is guilt in hell, and then to see that pay off in this recent episode would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think in the writers' room, that's maybe how that happened. Like they they focused on like how you can only use guilt here, and then like maybe that developed out of it. I don't know, but it was it tied in nicely. It did. It did. I there was a lot to like about this episode. There is. Uh, my favorite line is um, when Lucy and uh, Mediol are fighting in the in the ring, and he says, "See, you're just like, you're, or you're just as bad as me, brother. Pride is your sin too." Yeah. <laughs> and for for a second, Mediol was super pissed about it. That yeah. was that was solid. Um, what did he say? Like uh, something about like that only applies to the city of angels, and I'm I'm no longer one. I, I liked that one wherever it was. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that was I did write this one down um, for the the scene later. Like, father will be furious, and you will suffer his wrath. Well, he knows where to find me. Right. Oh, and uh, one of the other nice parts is like Chloe's standing next to Lucifer, and he just kind of you can just see him sense that there's something about this. Yeah, people were cutting. Uh... Putting up the scene from the first episode on TV Time, where he was talking, where he kept telling her on the pilot, "Don't I know you from somewhere?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're putting that up next to the to this episode where he obviously saw her for a second. See, I'm not sure he saw her for a second so much as um, this is also the episode where we see him turn on uh, Hot Tub High School or, or whatever the name of that movie uh-huh. is, and have to like use a pillow to talk to his brother for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the line is still just in reference to boners, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, my favorite yeah. quote. Hmm? My favorite quote, and it's because they keep doing this, and I love it. Okay. Um, something about in hell, the music they played, some chap named Bieber. Gosh, you should have heard the screams. Yeah, I didn't laugh at that. I did. I did. I keep enjoying their elitist musical philosophies. <laughs> Because I'm a bastard. Well, I think um, I think I don't. I didn't like it because it it sort of nullified the idea of the guilt is what they use for torture. It did a little bit, but I 
I don't know. I can kind of justify it as like there's a version of light torture where you're just playing music. Mm-hmm. Which and that's one of the things I don't like about the guilt aspect of hell is that what do they need a torturer like Maze for? I mean, she's like a master of all these different like you know uh, weapons and and torture devices, but if they're just using guilt, shouldn't she just be like a master manipulator, like um, someone who likes to play a lot of mind games? Yeah, but I figure she is. Where um, I don't, I don't feel, see that as her uh, really at all. I, I like. She's very straightforward, almost like. That is a frustrating like part, but I like. Thraxian. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's a, it's a pretty good reference, actually. So I, I do, like, I understand how that's a problem. I also just like thinking of her as someone who just kind of walks into a room with a new. A uh, new soul and just says, "Oh, this is what he's guilty of." We'll just replay this scene and and moves on. And then there's, I like to think though that there's like moments where she sees a, a chance with somebody where like she can go in and kind of physically harm that person, but find a way to make mm-hmm. it their fault that she's doing this to them. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely gaslight that fucker, you know? Yeah. And I actually see that as something she's incredibly capable of because I, I like I I understand the direct scene reference. But I think, like, in normal social circumstances, she's Drax. But when it comes to extraction and torture, she is somehow now the most nimble of creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got this little niche, you know? No, Show is what it is. Yeah. I guess that's how I explain it to myself. Make of it what you will. Hey, we got a headcanon it the way we got a headcanon it, you know? Whatever. Hey, you know what they should do is give more, uh, we should do more, like, uh, flashback bottle episodes to explain everything. And then what we're going to do is we're going to put them in at weird times so it feels like a mid-season premiere when it's really not. You like this plan? Uh-huh. Sure. Whatever gets the show canceled quicker. <laughs> Come on. After watching Tom Willing die, you don't actually want it canceled right this second. Admit it. Part uh, of you is curious. I understand. I understand we have a lot of I stuff just that we have to, to watch. A, I just want it to be a good show. And there are so many good shows. I know. And it has... the the potential to be a good show, but I'm not sure they're completely willing to do that somehow. Even by procedural standards, it's not a great show. I still disagree with you there. By procedural standards, it's pretty great. It's just that normally we don't watch those kinds of shows. I don't watch those shows at all. I hate those shows. I've only forayed a couple times, and it's it's just not a very satisfactory way of watching things. But like over the course of an entire season... There's maybe two hours of moving the story of that season. I just it just it takes too long for me. Uh huh. Like nothing happens on the shows. Yeah. We're not fast enough anyway. <sighs> I know. It's a pacing issue. It's the same thing that keeps me from watching Game of Thrones. And I know that's gonna piss a lot of people off, but like, come on. It the scenes I don't, themselves I I'm I say nothing about Game of Thrones. I don't know it. Yeah. I I just in the times I've tried it, it's just like the scenes themselves take so long and they're so pompous. It takes you forever to get through a scene when you know what's going to happen, and that doesn't build tension for me. That just bores me. So, like, for me, this is the the, the inverse of Hitchcock. I, I, I'm just getting the absolute opposite effect, and then I'll have people come and tell me, like, oh my god, all this stuff went down. I'm like, it's great. How long did that really take to happen, though? Well, about 18 minutes. Yeah, that's right. How many episodes? <laughs> that's most of a season. There you go. Uh Every time you, you crap on Game of Thrones, people start coming at me and saying, oh my god, why do you hate Game of Thrones? You should watch it. And I'm like, I didn't even say it to begin with. I know. 
I know. And I, w- I would say, so. come on, let's continue the dialogue. But honestly, I'm not going to watch it and actually have a dialogue. It's not going to happen. And it's that that isn't I'm not even trying to be like willfully ignorant here. It's just that I'm not willfully ignorant. I know all of the twists and turns of that show because you cannot possibly avoid them. I, mm-hmm. I know who's still alive. I know who's dead. I somehow avoided them. It's a hard I thing. I think it's a be- hard thing to I go back and watch them start. You know, when I see their names, it looks like gibberish to me, mm-hmm. and my brain rejects it. <sighs> For whatever reason, I have it has been explained to me in detail on several occasions what happens. So I just live with that. Okay. Well, what show are we talking about episode. again? We're talking about Lucifer. Uh, okay. And as happens on Lucifer Reviews, we, God help us, wind up talking about a more interesting Wondered show. Wandered into different places. Okay. We even talk about shows, serialized television that we don't watch, rather than talk about Lucifer. To explain why parts of Lucifer annoy us. <sighs> so, well, anyway. All that to say, though, at the moment, and I mean this exact moment, short of this episode, which doesn't belong here, I have never actually been more excited about getting to the current plotline of Lucifer. Right. This was an okay episode, though. Yeah, by itself, it was good. I just would have, you know, appreciated it where it was supposed to run is a little more. Right. All right. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We are partners with uh, TV Time, so you can find me and Jason over there on TV Time. Uh, Keep track of what we watch, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess we'll be coming back when? Uh, The following few days... Wednesday, maybe, with a with a news update or with stuff that's going on right now, current event, conversation. Somewhere next week. Yep. So, uh, until then, guys, oh, keep some wait. DC on your screen. Hold on. What? What? I found, what? I, found, I found one more phrase. Ready? Or I found uh-huh. one more quote. I wouldn't sit on that couch. I left a lot of divinity over there. And on that note, keep some DC on your screen. Perfect. was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it, because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico, because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it, because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. 
The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.